Here goes, and welcome to the 109th episode of Throwback Hoops. Woody V is in the house. As always, please follow the show on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, I'm joined by my main man, Robbie Clayton. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Woods? Episode 109, like you said. They're certainly going fast, aren't they? So, yeah, we, um, we, look, we loved last week's episode, didn't we, with Brett Maher. Um, we had a lot of great feedback. A lot of people just enjoyed hearing about his journey and, and just how you know much of a great career he had. So that was one that was definitely one of my more enjoyable ones. But today it's just us two, but I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, likewise, man. So let's get let's get the show on, on the road, right? Uh, let's start with some Jersey talk, as always. What you got for us today? Sounds good. So showing a couple of, couple of tough guy jerseys today, Woods, and that actually is like no understatement, real sort of tough guys, enforcers of the NBA from the 90s there. So um, I'll talk about the one I'm hanging behind me there. So it's a Charles Oakley blue champion Knicks jersey. So someone that probably most people will remember, I'd say, you know, he's still been in the in the limelight a little bit over the years for various reasons. So just a little bit about Oak. Um, he was drafted out of Virginia Union, a pick nine in the 85 draft by his hometown Caps. Um, he was actually traded on draft night to the Bulls, which I've forgotten about there. Um, went on to play 19 seasons with the Bulls, Knicks, Raps, Wizards and Rockets. Um, I don't remember the Rockets, Woods. I'm sure you don't either. I think he played about six games on a 10-day contract or something, so do not remember him rocking that jersey. Um, look, he's got a number of accolades. Um, he made it the All-Star game in 1994, which is something I've kind of forgotten about there. Yeah. Um, yeah, two-time All-Defensive Team as well as um, All-Rookie First Team. Um, he's now 60 years of age. Um, he's been coaching in the Big Three League for a while now. So um, I tell you, Woods, even watching him in that Big Three, he's as scary as ever. Um, oh, he's yeah. just a legit guy. Just even at age 60, you just would not want to not want to cross at all. So what were your memories on on Mr. Oakley? Yeah, you know, just um, as you said, a tough guy, a guy that you'd want on your team always, but didn't want to play against. Yeah. Um, also, there's a lot of footage about him ragging on, on Scottie Pippen in, in those early days when he was a, a rookie. I don't blame him for that. Yeah, uh, yeah so actually the Noble Tour is on tomorrow, right? So actually going to that stage of what we're talking about. the Bulls. So I remember him, those, uh, and it was really tough for um, Jordan um, and, and Oakley to part ways. You know, Jordan became very close friends with him. And when he when that trade happened, I think it was for Bill Cartwright from memory, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, yeah. 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 All the players in draft picks, so yeah. they were certainly the two main players. And yeah, it's, I think it kind of went well for both players, didn't it? Cartwright yeah. obviously was good with Chicago. But I think people will always remember Oakley for his time with the Knicks. Um, yes, you know, definitely. Probably forgetting that yeah. Chicago time. So now I've wanted to rock these two for a while. So as I mentioned, I've got a former teammate of his, which I'll stand up and show you. Very random champion jersey, this one. People maybe don't associate this guy with this team, but I'll just stand up and so we've pulled this card in the last few weeks. A very rare Charlotte Hornets champion, Anthony Mason jersey. Bodyguard of LL Cool J, as I've said in the past, but... Mm. Rest in peace to Anthony Mason. That's it. I'll talk a bit about that. But, um, yeah, look, it's one of those jerseys you can probably see. It's got a few little scuffs on this one. A lot of these champion ones from that era did there. But this was a jersey I got, oh, I'm going to say maybe... 15 or 20 years ago, and it was one that was really hard to find wood. So, yeah, it's nice to be able to rock this one on today's show. So um, a little bit about Mace. Look, people maybe don't remember him maybe as much as Oakley, but um, certainly had a almost a similar career when you look at some of their stats and accolades there. But um, he played 13 seasons in the NBA. He got drafted out of Tennessee State at pick 53 in an 88 draft by the Blazers. So if you don't remember him playing with the Blazers Woods, that's because he didn't. Um, he actually um, spent his first pro season playing overseas in Turkey, um, then went on to play with the Nets, Nuggets, Knicks, 
Hornets, Heat, and Bucks. So sort of feel like I can remember all various times with all those teams there. Um, yeah, he was, of course, an enforcer there, but he actually had plenty of skill as well. And he also made one All-Star game as well. So 2001, he made that. Um, played 882 total games, um, as well as that lone All-Star appearance. Um, he made an All-NBA third team, which I thought was pretty solid oh, there, Wood. So he yeah. was in the, the top 15 players in the NBA in that season there. Um, he made an All-Defensive second team. He also won a six-man of the year award in 95. So pretty decent resume for, for Mason there. Um, very similar numbers. I think he might have just averaged a few more, like maybe one point more a game than Oakley, and Oakley maybe had one more rebound a game. So the numbers compare pretty well there, I thought. Um, yeah, so sadly, as we, we've mentioned before, and as you said before, uh, Mace passed away at age 48 in 2015. So I can't believe that's nine years ago, Woods, um, due to a heart attack. So certainly taken from us too soon. Um, so RIP to Mace, and, and what were your sort of you know memories of, of the man? Just a great person as well. He did a lot of good work off the floor. Um, I remember his odd free throw shooting technique. You wouldn't teach that. Uh, we were talking the other day about him and reflecting. He, he had that baseline jumper that he could knock down, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's that guy who gets those second chance opportunities for your team, you know, crushing the glass. Um, just every coach's dream to have someone who's willing to, you know, roll up his sleeves and do all the dirty work. So, yeah. um, I was a big fan of his and, uh, uh, Actually, when you said he made a third, an All-NBA third team, that, that actually mm. surprised me. I didn't know. It surprised me too, actually. Did, I've got to didn't say. know he made the All-Star game. I knew he was that yeah. six-man six man of the year. But, um, yeah, yeah. Just you're, to, love, you're loving this jersey too, right? Man, I think I'm, most people, there's probably a few Knicks Mason jerseys going around, probably not a Charlotte Hornets one. So, um, yeah. yeah, he actually attempted two, three, oh, he made two three-point shots over his career there, Wood. So that'd be another one if he played now. I'm sure he'd be able to have yeah. that little funny-looking style working out. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's the most scary? At the, at the peak, Charles Oakley or Anthony Mason? I'd say Charles Oakley because Anthony Mason was a big friendly giant off the court. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. Oakley was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, we'll call Oakley the, the toughest of those two tough guys. Yeah. So, nice one. Well, yeah, nice to bring some different ones. Yeah, rocking some 90s um, champion throwbacks there. So I see you've got something a bit more modern there, but ripping our boomers there. Who you got for a start? Yeah, for sure. I'll just stand up. Woods are stand up, rocking the boomers. Number one jersey, Dyson Daniels. A nice-looking jersey. You just got that one recently, didn't you? Yeah, that's my newest acquisition, man. Yeah. So yep. I thought, look, our viewers know about Dyson Daniels. I mean, the, our audience would be very familiar with him. Um, born in Bendigo, Victoria. He was uh, the set, eight, eighth overall pick in the first round of the 22 uh, NBA draft. He he went down the, the route of going through the G League and Ignite uh, rather than the college route before getting drafted. Um, he's starting to find a niche for himself this year in, in the NBA with, with, that, with that New Orleans squad. But what I wanted to sort of ask you is, um, while we're on the topic of our boomers, um, what kind of future is, is Dyson going to have as a boomer specifically, right? Is he going to have more of a role to play uh, this year, you know? I think he fits that mould really well as a boomer. You've got some of these defensive, you know, big, long sort of guys, guys like Matisse Bible, um, him there, even Dante Exum to a lesser extent there. But I think he's going to play a big part there, Woods. I think he's um, he's taken some strides this year. His scoring has really improved, I think, for the Pelicans. I think that was maybe a little bit of a knock. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be an amazing three-point shooter, but as long as he can kind of keep him, keep him honest out there, we know he can do a lot of other things on the court. Um, we might see his brother in the NBA in a couple of years, um, Dash Daniels, so there could be two Daniels in the yep. that boomers team in the future but yeah how old did you say he is now um he is 20 20 wow 
Yeah, so I'd say definitely a strong part of this next Bloomers team. I'd say he's probably a lock to make the Olympics this year. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll see him in several more after that. So um, he was someone that our Hawks were apparently close to trading for. They were looking to try and get him, and I, I believe the Pelicans maybe turned it down. So you don't give up a guy at that age, at that size, that can play defense like he does. Um, I think he leads the NBA in deflections, or he certainly was, you know, when I checked that stat recently as well. So, so it's a pretty good player to have on your team right there. Yeah, and look, while we're on the topic, I know I, know, I, know I was going to bring it up later on in the show, but I'm wearing the Boomers jersey now, so let's just talk about it now. Did you get a chance to watch any of the Asia Cup qualifier? I think they played one game versus South Korea, Australia, right? No, they actually played a second one last night. Yeah, the second one last night, yeah. So okay, yep, didn't yep. watch that. That was about uh, midnight outside. So the time recording, Monday the 26th of February. It was a very late one last night. They flogged Indonesia. I think it was about 50 points in the end. Um, I did watch a bit of that Korea game. It wasn't pretty viewing for a Boomers fan. We were down basically for three, at least three quarters that game they finally fired up at the end um ben henschel played pretty well in the fourth quarter um Josh Bannon, who I think is declared for the NBA draft today, he's been really good in both games. Isaac Humphries is pretty good in this most recent game. So yeah, it's an interesting one. I know um guys like Ben Henschel and um Big fella from Sydney are both not going to play in that third game there. Yeah, they've got four games this week. Um, They're playing Thailand Woods, which could be an interesting game in our household to watch there. Um, How much, honestly, will the Boomers beat Thailand? (laughs) It could be a cricket score. It could be, right? So, yeah, I'm interested to to, to see how that one goes. But I'm not sure when that is. I think that is in the next sort of day or two there. But, yeah, I followed a few of the results today. I know New Zealand have been pretty good. Um, Interesting to some of the random players that are popping up. I saw Ernest Ross was on a roster there. I also saw that Japan beat China. If it's not like the first time in 60 years, maybe even more than that. So it was a, a big win behind Hawk, who we saw in the um, the World Cup there. Um, you remember Hawkinson for yeah, Japan? For sure. That was really good. So, yeah. yeah, a little bit of a boomer's wrap there. Um, it was nice to see some of that game, um, obviously, in, in um, you know, rural Victoria there, and they had a pretty good crowd there. So I'm not sure where that third game against Thailand is, whether it's over there or here. But, yeah, we'll try and sort of watch a bit of that. Yeah. But, yeah. And this Ross, that's a blast from the past. He'd be playing for Guam, I think, right? I forget who it was. Yeah. I saw his name there. I went, wow, I hadn't thought I of think that it's, name for I think it's Guam. So, yeah, okay, while we're talking about the gear I'm wearing, I've got the Bulls hat today on. Uh, I, I mentioned, you know, I'm going to go to the No Bull Tour tomorrow. We saw yeah. Homicide speak about how much uh, fun he had on, on social media today, and it wasn't actually a, a big... Um, you know, one of those situations where, the, where they were ragging on Michael Jordan in the last dance at all. They were very classy mm-hmm. about it. So what do you yeah. think I'm going to expect from going to that, uh, going to the Noble tour tomorrow I and, and was, to those three? Yeah. yeah, I think it was probably always going to be like that. People were going there expecting him to, you know, talk, talk, you know, what about Jordan? They'll probably be disappointed there. I think it's going to be more a positive affair sort of thing. But, yeah, I think it should be should be interesting. I'm sure you'll hear some stories that maybe you haven't heard before. Um, you can tell the three of them have got that camaraderie and they seem to, to get on pretty well and everything like that. Um, this might be the last one in the tour, is it? I think they're finishing in Sydney. If I'm maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. they're not going all around Australia. I know they're not going to Perth and a few other places there. But, yeah, it should be good. Where's the, what venue is it at? It's at the ICC, so the Convention Centre out near Darling Harbour. Uh, right? Okay, so, yeah. Yep. yeah, it's not a bad venue that one as well. So, yeah. no, it'll be decent. Um, yeah, a lot of people were asking me, oh, I'm shocked that you're not going sort of thing. Maybe those that know me really well might not be too shocked. I'm not. Probably the, the headline player of that is, is not someone I've ever been yeah. a fan of. I've been Scotty yeah. Pippen. And those that listen to that show will know that's not a new thing. I've been pretty consistent with yeah. with the line with that. I do respect what he did. I just wasn't a massive fan of him. Um, Horace Grant I did like. I do have a nice um, Orlando Magic Horace Grant jersey. Of course, Luke Longley's an absolute legend. So no, I'm sure you'll enjoy it there, Woods. It should be interesting. Um, who's um, hosting it? Do you know who's... Yeah, it's... Shane Jacobson, the actor. Do you know who oh, he is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the Dunny or whatever. The, the, the Dunny movie, the yeah, Dunny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah
Um, okay, while we talk about Shane Jacobson, you know he was also co-host with Jack Heverin at the Gazies last week. Um, we also, the aforementioned three were also were guests uh, on stage. Um, you get a chance to watch the Gazies and, 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 and take it in? Mate, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually didn't. I sort of, you know, yeah. totally awards that. We were recording our episode with, with Brett Meyer last week when that was on. Um, I did mention to you, I was shocked that it wasn't on, on ESPN there. I would have loved to have just set it in my, you know, the IQ record thing of Fox and watch it after. Look, I watched, you know, some, some bits here and there. I certainly, certainly saw Homicide speech. I saw Jack introducing a few of the awards there, but didn't get to hold and see the whole thing. I actually didn't see the interview with Pippin and, and Horace Grant there, but um, yeah, not quite sure why it wasn't on ESPN. It was just you know social. It was just you know what YouTube and the NBL website. So yeah. I'm sure last year it was on. I'm sure it, it was, was on ESPN last year. So not quite sure what the deal with that is. They've got about seven sports channels on Fox News. I don't know why they couldn't have it on one. But yeah, what were your thoughts on it? Well, that, let's let's go back to that moment. That moment. Mm stole the, you know, the night, you know, with Corey Homicide and yeah. the outpouring of love he got from the, uh, uh, the audience. Um, yeah. There's a really touching moment in Australian basketball history if you look back at mm. and what he's done for the game in this country. Sure, yeah. he's a polarizing figure, but he's just got a big heart and everyone to throw their weight and love behind him was, was a touching moment, wouldn't you say? I think he's a polarizing figure in opinion only. I think that's everyone it. seems to know him, like say that's he's it. a great guy. He just he comes out with the hot takes, right? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, that's, and he's he sticks with his beliefs, and he's he's you know, he's always sort of you know told his honest um, opinion on things, which I respect from the guy there. But yeah, you never hear a bad uh, word spoken about him as an actual human being and a person there. So yeah, really sad to see what he's going through. You could certainly see just the changes in him, the way he looked, and everything like that. So yeah, it's um you're right. It was a, a big sort of moment there. There probably was a few um few tears in that crowd. I would have thought you know hearing that there and um. Yeah, great, great to see him come up and speak there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And to answer your question, I totally enjoyed it. I thought it was done really well. Jack Heaven, friend of ours, man, he did just such an outstanding job. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's such a great event. And, and uh, I'm glad, uh, uh, you know, all, all the players, a lot of players from all the teams came to support. In previous years, you wouldn't have the attendance so high. So I, one thing I noticed was each that team had a table. worked out well with that fever break, right? There was probably yeah. no excuse for some of these guys, you know, in various places around Australia not to attend on the night. So now that was good to see that rather than some, you know, phone link up with someone that they pre-recorded earlier or something like that. So, yeah. Well, then are you ready to look back on uh, terrible predictions for all the awards? I'm not <laughs> sure I am. But look, we're always honest with these things, right? I know when we did these predictions, we said we'll come back and talk about them. I think we might have got about maybe one or two weeks out of them. But yeah, let's go back and, and revisit how we went. All right. Let's start off with the MVP. Um, it was announced that Bryce Cotton was the MVP. And I'm going to say you got that right. Well done. I went for Mitch Creek, right? So, mm-hmm. um Look, Creek had a decent year, didn't he? It wasn't, yeah. wasn't a bad pick. Yeah. Nah. Um, okay, so all NBL first team. This is the one, not a lot of people would have picked this to be the all NBL first team. We've got Parker Jackson Cartwright, we've got Anthony Lamb, Gary Clark, yeah. Chris Golding, and Bryce Cotton, right? Mm. And I'll look Small back. Team. Yeah, because, I mean, we didn't know it was going to be completely positionless. Exactly, that's when, our excuse when, for that one. No, right? of course, of course. Um, yeah. And you went with Cotton, Delhi, Milton Doyle, Mitch Creek, and Zylan Cheatham, right? I went for Jalen Adams, Bryce Cotton, Mitch Creek, DJ Hogue, and Keanu Pinder. I looked back on this like, whoa, how off base was I, right? I mean, look, the DJ Hogue one for you and Chief and for me was obviously very much injury-related there, so we could probably give ourselves a pass on that one. I was probably a little bit off on the Delhi one there. Um, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts, Woods? I know this wasn't one we picked there, but on Golding there, cause I've seen a few mixed opinions on that. I thought he started the year really well. It almost felt like it got to the stage where they had to have a, a United player on that team. But was he an All-NBL first-team player this season, in your opinion? 
No, I would have probably gone with Milton Doyle there and put him on the second team, right? Did, uh, did Milton... anyone watch Isaac Humphreys play this season, by the way? Or yeah. Could he have not made it and then perhaps someone like Doyle or Golden could have made the second team? would have had no problem with that. But I just thought, yeah, I guess this is the way it is. Right? Now you don't have to, to pick by position. You can just pick your five best players. But I don't know. just not sure he was in the best five players of the season. But anyway. I, I agree. And Milton Doyle also fell off a little bit he after that. Yeah. Yeah. So this all in your second team. We'll just get to that. Jack McVeigh, Joel Wallachul. Milton Doyle, Mitch Creek, and Nathan Sobey. That's where I thought that Isaac Humphreys could have been ahead of Jolo Alchul in that second team, right? Yeah. But I think yeah. they've gone down to the result of the team. But Jolo Alchul was out with personal reasons, for personal reasons. He was injured for a while. I think he only ended up playing about yeah. 20 out of 28 games. But yeah. Isaac Humphreys was fit for all 28. I hear your opinion there, right? Yeah. Look, I've heard a few people complaining about Sobey making that second team. I was fine with that. I thought he had a good season in a team that maybe surprised a little bit. But yeah, Humphreys was stiff, wasn't he? Maybe it was the fact where they finished on the ladder there. But yeah, he was pretty stiff not to make that. Okay, so out of all our picks, we got Cotton and Creek each, right? Wow. So uh, on, 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 on either team. Two, <laughs> so, out, two out of ten. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's, uh, be honest, let's be honest. Who was your worst one? Then I'll say probably Delhi was mine. Who was your worst? Uh, I think, probably. yeah, I mean, DJ Herb, you could forgive me for picking him because of his form last year. He yeah. also wasn't able to stay healthy throughout the, this year, right? Yeah. Uh, I just thought Keanu Pinder would, would have a more of a prominent role. He's playing mm-hmm. 23, 24 minutes a game in that Perth offense, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think and, that's the one. Yeah. And to our defense as well, someone like the law, law firm for New Zealand, we obviously hadn't seen someone like him play, so it's pretty hard to make a prediction and pick him there when we actually haven't seen him play a game. So, and, yeah. and you'll remember Justinian Jessup was actually the import for the New Zealand mm-hmm. breakers when we made those predictions, right? Anthony Lamb yeah. wasn't even in the league. Yeah, good call. <laughs> right? good call. So, we'll give ourselves a bit of a pass on some of them then, yeah. Okay, so... I mean, we picked our grand final and, and semi-finals, finalists and things like that. We'll, we'll get into that later. Obviously, that has, mm. that's yet to play out, right? So, how, t- how, are we, how are we for the... We both had Melbourne and Perth, obviously, making those semis. Who were the... Um, so, <coughs> semis, you had United to beat Sydney and Perth to beat Southeast Melbourne, right? Okay. Two or four, making And I had, I had Sydney... Sydney to beat... Uh, what did I have? I just had Sydney, Perth, United, and New Zealand. So I didn't pick who to beat who. You know, you actually, yeah. So, yeah. so my, my South East Melbourne one's looking pretty bad, in other words. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they, they were riddled with injuries, you know, this year mm-hmm. as well. So, okay, let's go to the top 10 in order. Okay, so the, the, the first place on the table was United. You went for United. I went for Perth. Okay? So just count how many you've got right here. All right? That's zero for me. That's one for you, right? Yeah. Second on the table was Perth. You went Perth. I went Sydney, right? Yes. On a roll. All right. Third on the table was Tasmania, right? You went Southeast Melbourne, and I went Melbourne United, right? Yeah, both way off. Yeah. Okay. Fourth, Billawarra Hawks. I went. I went New Zealand, and you went Sydney. Yep. Fifth, I was a little bit closer for Sydney then, wasn't I, Luke? Yeah. Yep. You were fifth. Ended up being Sydney, and we both went for Tassie in fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Illawarra, SEM. We went for sixth. You, you, for sixth, you said Illawarra. I said SEM, and sixth ended up being New Zealand, right? Yeah. Seventh was Brisbane. I went Cairns. You went New Zealand. Yeah. Eighth was Cairns, and both of us went Brisbane in eighth. Okay. Yep. So they they went better than probably we thought, even though it's one spot more. Yeah. Yep. You went Cairns at nine. I went Illawarra at nine. Right. Mm, wow. And. Uh, you know, uh, Adelaide ended up being ninth, right? Mm, yeah. And then 10th, SEM, 
both of us chose Adelaide to be 10. So I got zero out of 10, man. You, you got two. Two or two. I seem to remember making a comment that Adelaide would be last and it wouldn't be close. So, you know, we've got to give some credit to Adelaide there. I think we we both had them winning, what, six, seven games yep. maybe? So it, they, exa- exactly. Well, yep. what were they? One, one uh, win and percentage away from the Kings, right? Yep. So, I mean, that's a, a pretty solid effort. So I can see why, you know, we'll talk about probably Scott Nennis later. I can see why you got that job there. So interesting. I'd say probably the, the biggest one we were off then would, you, would be you with the Hawks, right? Yeah, and I mean, you well, and me with Southeast, of course. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You'd, you'd forgive at the start of the season, you know, before Tatum took over. Mm. You know, it was we pro- liked that roster though at the start of the season, did we? We did. I just thought for some, I don't know, for some reason, I had, I was, mm. I thought the, the league is. I listened back to the episode, and we're just talking about the league is just so strong. Like where yeah. do you put them, right? You know. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, Wildcats winning total. What, uh, what did it end up on? Twenty and eight was it? Is the end? Let me just double check, man. I should yeah, have looked yeah. that up myself. Yeah, that's right. We go. So we go before you doing that. We gave our win total predictions for for the Kings and the Wildcats. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm oh, sorry, seventeen and eleven. You guys, well, my bad. Yeah. And you you said you said eighteen and ten, and I Ooh. said I said twenty one and seven. Okay, happy with that. Yeah. And then the Kings win to, win total. You said seventeen and eleven. I said twenty and eight. And the Kings, we know, were 13 and 15. So that was really off, off yeah. base. Yeah. Yeah. I think a few people would have been in that boat, wouldn't they? They, you know, the team going for the third straight, loading up with that roster they did in the off season. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Team with the worst record. We both chose Adelaide. We spoke on that earlier. That was SEM. Rookie of the year. So it's not even rookie of the year anymore. It's the under 24 award or whatever it is or 20, you know. So, what? Just give it to Chris Golding. Give it, it's not give it to anyone now, something, no matter how old they are. So, yeah, that award sucks, Woods. I'm just going to say it now. Next generation. It, yeah, even Froling seemed like he was a bit embarrassed. About <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just a rubbish thing. They, they should go back to that being that first-year player and their first professional season as a, a fully rostered player. So, yeah, I don't agree with that. And maybe we'll have to factor that in in our tips next season. It could be someone that's been in the league for six years, you know. Well, you had Lockie Olbrich and I had Taron Armstrong and, and you just mm. mentioned Sam Folding was the one who picked up that award. Yeah? Yeah, Samson. Yeah. Yep. Sixth man, um, you went with Lockie Olbrich for sixth man as well. Yeah, I was a bit high on him, wasn't I? I don't know what happened yeah. with those predictions. Yeah, probably a little way off there. So I said it's going to be either Ian Clark or Shea Ely, depending on who... Melbourne decide to start with Delhi in, in, in the backcourt. So yeah. I, I was you, pretty clear. You, you can't give two predictions on it, right? But yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you I was close. I was close. I'll get a half, half point there. Half, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, most improved player, Sean McDonald, right? Mm. None of us would have picked that. You went uh, for AK, AK Gak and I went for Isaac White. <laughs> yes, I don't think both of those factored into the equation, didn't they? But yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, defensive player of the year. You went for, you went for Alex Saar and I went for Taj McCall. Mm-hmm. Ali, rightfully so, though, right? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say him, actually, being the Ali fan that you are. I'm a massive Shaley fan. Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I just thought because he's coming back from that concussion, how much is he going to play and, you know, yeah. questionable history with his um, um, getting on the floor. So that's why yeah, I didn't pick him. Cool. But Shaley, one thing about Shaley was uh, when he won the award, he went up to Jack. He's like, I'll give you one question, Jack. And Jack asked him a question. He's like, man, I've had way too many beers. That's it. You're done, Jack. <laughs> he walked off the court. Unless he's honest. Yeah. <laughs> so he really enjoyed himself. Um, all right. So then we move on to uh, Coach of the Year. You went for John Riley. I went for Mike Kelly. What are your thoughts? Did Dean Vickerman deserve this with the cattle that he had? 
Oh, oh, would you have gone down the route of a Tatum? Or even a relief of bringing that team back from yeah, that, that bad stuff. Yeah, that was a tough one, wasn't it? I mean, they, for me, United, and obviously the record shows as well, they were the standout team for the season. So, you know, we talked about we love Sydney's roster. We love Melbourne's roster as well. But you've still got to, you know, get these guys on the same page. They dealt with some injuries from time to time as well. So they didn't have, you know, the amount of imports that some other teams had. So I was fine with that. I think Tatum definitely probably would have been my second pick there, just with the way he turned that team around. And obviously really in the conversation as well. But no, I didn't have a problem with that. What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's no, fair enough. But I thought Tatum was a bit unlucky because the kind of work that he did to yeah. turn that team around was just legendary, man. Something that when, when we look back on, on, on seasons when teams turned their fortunes around yeah. with a new coach coming in, you know, midway or partway through the season, we'll look back on the season and remember what Tatum did with that Hawks team. Hey, right? did you see those highlights of um, Tatum on social media last week, his basketball game? Man, yep. that guy's got some game. He's a big yeah. unit too, isn't he? I don't know what he's... I mean, he's got to be a good 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, or something like that, but, jeez, he's got some got some talent out there. Yeah, he played in the, in the pros in Netherlands um, and a few other countries as well, yeah. so he, he has yeah. played at the highest level. Um Okay, and the final thing: who finishes higher in the two, uh, uh, out of the two of us in Supercoach? And you said, of course, of course, me. But who did in the end? Sorry, know? I think the reception's broken up. I can't. <laughs> No, can't you, you, hey, I think in, in fairness, yeah. didn't we have the same record at the end of the regular season and you had a higher percentage and then they had that stupid finals format yeah. there that basically the top two teams had two weeks off. Like, yeah. what was that? Yeah. So, yeah, I know we've talked about this. Um, the, the format was good. I think they did improve it and, and the scoring was a bit easier to follow. But, yeah, they need to kind of work that out. I don't know if the top six quite works on that with teams having basically two weeks off. But, no, full credit to you. You, you made it through to the final and pretty unlucky to lose that there. So, no, full credit. And in terms of, it's the first year playing super coach, right? So we're going to get used to it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I thought that we talked about the point system. Everything was really good. Maybe yeah. they can fix that uh, finals format. And hey, shout out to our, to our fr friends, you know. Uh, Definitely. We'll give uh, us some feedback on the basketball blokes for sure. But yeah. So maybe um, I think the one thing that maybe could be changed, we could tell the basketball blokes is that finals format. is It's kind of mm -hmm. following the same format as the playing for, for the playoffs, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Um, all right, man. Um, we're looking forward to the two playing games I just mentioned. All right, I'm, I'm actually going with my family to the Kings versus. You've got a, you've got a big league happening this week, mate. Please. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So let me get your thoughts first on the Tassie Illawarra game. Who you got there? Yeah, well, look, firstly, as a whole, Woods, I'm really looking forward to this Wednesday night, right? To so have a double header. Obviously, one of the games is, you know, do or die. The other one, you know, they get a second chance there. But yep. I think that's going to be a cracker of the game, right? Tasmania and Illawarra there. So I think Tasmania might have had him 2-1 in the regular season there. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to say Tasmania only because they've got the home court advantage and I do like him at home there. That If that game was on neutral turf there, I didn't, I, that would literally I'd be tossing a coin there. So I like the, the matchups in that game. There's some, some um, players I really want to see how they, they hold up in that finals format. So Tasmania in a tight one, but, yeah, really looking forward to that one. 5.30 starts a bit. A bit interesting, isn't it? But we'll see how that goes. So let's talk about those matchups, right? Who are you looking? Who are you looking? Who's, what are some of the key matchups you're looking for in that? In, in, well, I mean, you could go straight game. ahead to Gary Clark against Milton Doyle, right? Yeah, that will be sure. a, a big yeah. matchup there. Clark's certainly been in some great form this second half of the season. Um, yeah, I think um, the Hawks have got some good defensive guards there, so they could trouble someone like Jordan Crawford there. Um, maybe Tasmania's got the advantage with the bigs. I know um, the Hawks have got Samson Froling there, but I like what Marcus Lee does defensively. Krislovich has been pretty important there as well. So. And Will Magna, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So I think they've yeah. probably got that advantage in the big man department. So, yeah, like some, I think maybe Illawarra is a slightly deeper team there, but I just... 
maybe like Tasmania a little bit more for what they've got there. But, yeah, this should be a, a really good game. Yeah, what are you thinking? I'm expecting Justin Robinson to really step up here, right? Okay. You know? Yeah, I'm still yeah. not sure about him, but, yeah, okay, fair enough. I've just got this inkling that Illawarra is going to win this game marginally, and Justin Robinson's going to turn up in this playoff. So, sure, he's been up and down throughout the season, but yeah. what I've seen from him the last little bit of the season, he's a winner, you know, and he, mm. he, I think he's going to step up in this game. Maybe it's just a hunch. You're yeah. hearing a lot of people saying it'll be a, uh, two very different coaches there. I think maybe Roth is a bit more of a, a tactical sort of coach there. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll come in with a really good game plan on some of those Hawks players, whereas Tatum probably looks at it a little bit differently there. Um, he sort of goes a bit more with the flow and how the game is actually going and making some and calls and substitutions based on that. So that'll be an interesting battle to see the, the two Americans go at it as well. Yeah, for sure. And then the you know, the, that's the entree for Wednesday evening you mentioned, but the main course is going to be Kings versus New Zealand, expecting a massive actually, crowd in. I actually yeah. think the Kings game is like the, the finger food hors d'oeuvre, so I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. the main course. You it's, would say that. You would say I that. would say that. I prefer it to be yeah, the yeah. other way around, I, yeah. but I guess there's more to, to play for this one with the knockout. But you're expecting a really big crowd, are you there on a Wednesday? Yeah, night? very big crowd. I, mm. I looked at the tickets, they've opened up the whole you know, areas that's often the, the curtains cover up some of the seats up the top, as you know, um, and all of that area has been open to the How healthy public. are you boys? Is, is Hogue looking okay for that? Are they looking like they're going to be yeah. strength? I think New Zealand's struggling a little bit more with um, Will McDowell. White. Have you heard if he's going to play I or not? I haven't heard if he's ruled out, but I think it, it was doubtful from what I last heard maybe over the weekend or something like that. So that would be a huge out if they don't have him and Lamb in that game. So, yeah. um, I mean, look, it's a grand final replay from last season. I'm going to have to say Sydney. Um, you know who I'll be cheering for in that game, Woods. So I'll be. Um, I've got an old Corey Webster Breakers jersey. Maybe I'll put that that one on and cheer him on to watch that. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I'm going to say Sydney, but I can see that certainly going either way as well. Well, I've been telling you guys and you know sport blokes, our friends. Oh yeah, no, I want Sydney to lose. You know the front office needs to make changes. The only way they'll do it is if uh, if you know we lose and we get a kick up the backside. But I'm playing that reverse oh, psychology course, here. Course. All this time I've been doing that. Mate, now that all along too. <laughs> <laughs> so mate, the Kings could win this and you know play what United in the semi-finals and you know upset them and. Finish, finish in the, the grand final. So you never know what will happen here. So this will obviously, I think, determine a lot how you know, the Kings team will be looking next year. Um, I think if they if they were to go out in this game and not play that well, I think definitely a new coach, maybe Brian Gorgian, who knows? Um, I think there'll certainly be some changes with some of the imports as well. But yeah, big game. Um, you know, one game, knockout game. This is what this, this playing tournament's all about. So hopefully a lot of people, you know, just get to the game. But if you can't get to the game, a lot of eyes will be on it on TV and hopefully we'll get some, um, some good games. And look, we've had a... Tough matchup against the Illawarra Hawks throughout the year. Sydney knows how to go into Tasmania and get the job done on on the at my state bank arena. They've got a rich history with winning games over there. You know, yeah. well, um, mate, I don't yeah. want my Wildcats to play the Hawks as well. They've definitely had our number the last few games, so we probably you know both um, would be preferring to play someone like Tassie. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yep, cool. Um, really excited, man, for that. Mm, um, all right, look, I just wanted to just cover some. Quick topics, man. I'm just going to give you a few topics, throw them out to you, and, and uh, you can tell me what you think. So let's start off with one thing that's really disappointed you and me, right? Hmm. Trey Young is injured, needs surgery on his hand. He's going to be out for four weeks. Firstly, how do you feel about that? 
Well, I'll tell you about my little um, finding out about that wood. So got up in the night to go to the loo, as you start doing more when you get a bit old wood, you'll find that out soon. Um, saw some notification pop up on my phone. It said, Hawkstar, Trey Young to miss at least four weeks. So as people know that listen to the show or people that you know, have heard us talk about it, we're going to the US in less than a month now. We've got three games in Atlanta to watch. So, yep. you know, lifelong dream for both of us. Maybe even a bit more for me, Woods, given how long I have been, a, you know, an absolute Hawks, you know, massive fan there. So... So looking forward to see three Hawks games with my favourite player and to find out that he won't be there. Man, I was I got back into bed and I couldn't sleep for about an hour after that message. I was just like, oh, I just couldn't believe it. So um, it's, I believe it's his left pinky. So, you know, that's what mine's looking like after playing for 20 years. It doesn't bend. So he'll definitely get a better surgeon than the, the hack that operated on me four times. But, um, yeah, it's ligament damage as well, which I think you've got to be careful with there. But they're saying at least four weeks to be evaluated then. So no chance we see him play. Um extremely disappointing like just you know to be seeing three hawks games in four nights and not see our boy trade look it's going to give opportunities to other guys maybe a bit more patty mills although yep. maybe not after today i think maybe um kobe buff gonna probably get those minutes now they want to get some some minutes into the young guy there but we saw dejounte nearly got a triple double in the game today hawks were pretty average in the first half and came back and beat a you know a high seeded orlando magic there so might be one of those things where the team galvanizes with with trey out um and plays well on yekka is out for a few weeks as well so the injury bug has hit us but um disappointing woods but yeah it's not gonna um i'm still super excited but you know we're seeing philly now without Embiid, we're seeing hawks without trey so some of these other superstars better not pull out as well otherwise i'll be wanting a refund yeah i mean it's disappointing, but we're still going to take it in and enjoy it as best we can. You know, these things happen. Injuries are part and parcel of the game. It's just unfortunate that this happened when we're going to be heading over there. Hey, right? who's going to spend more at the Hawks team store when we go to the game? It's going to be a pretty close call, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, I reckon, it's gonna be I reckon you will. I reckon you might. Maybe. I'll probably buy more random things. You might have some more clothes. I was, I mean, I was on the website the other day, you know, moving houses soon. As people can probably see, the, the rooms have been decimated with all my memorabilia. But I was looking at Atlanta Hawks rugs, Woods. Like, that would be a pretty random one to come back with an Atlanta Hawks rug from my new lounge room. But, yeah, we'll see how we go. I'm sure pretty much everything they can put a logo on, they will in that store. How so are you going to fit a rug in your suitcase on the way back, man? Oh, I'll think about that on the way back. That's all right. Jock yeah. Vaughan got fired as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and he's been replaced by Kevin Ollie. We've seen the kind of work Kevin Ollie's done with uh, the overtime elite. Um, seems like a good guy and someone with his head screwed on the right way. Um, Jacques Vaughn, by all reports, lost his team completely, um, and the Nets have really been struggling. So what can Kevin Ollie do to uh, make some positive impacts on, on, on that team? Yeah, well, look, I think Kevin Ollie is the name that's been on, on people's radars for a while now. Um, you mentioned he did have some good success with Overtime Elite. There was maybe a couple of things in, in college that didn't quite go his way there with the coaching things. So good to see him get an opportunity in the pros there. Um, yeah, you're right. I think Jacques Vaughan did lose that locker room. That Brooklyn Nets team, I think, has been really poorly constructed these last couple of seasons. Um, I'm not sure how much of a difference someone like Ollie can make coming into that team. It's, um, it's a strange roster they've got there. Um, so, look. Hopefully he goes okay there. I know they're really fighting out for that final playing spot there. So will that be a boost? You know, my, my new coach theory I always talk about there. So I don't think they've played today, have they? They've probably got their first game with him tomorrow. So put all your money on that, like I always say. They'll always, you know, win the first game with a new coach. And, you know, but... Yeah, interesting to see how they go. With I think they need to start playing a positive brand of basketball that brings the fans back. Because by all reports, there's more fans coming to see Luca there or, you know, Giannis or, or the Joker or Steph Curry or whoever comes into town. It is The the fan base is really dwindled in Brooklyn. And for a, for a city like Brooklyn, who's got a, 
uh, rich basketball history and tradition, I think the important thing for them is to play a brand of basketball that people want to come and see. And so I think Kevin Ollie needs to, to help with that. And, and as you said, it's a bit of a weirdly constructed roster. Sean Marks, could he be in the hot seat? I think he should be. Um, if he's not, he should be. Um, look, obviously, we like the big the big Kiwi there. And, you know, I think he started off with some good moves on that team. But, yeah, I don't like some of the stuff they've had. They've, you know, had some superstar players on that team. They've lost some some good young talent in guys like Jared Allen, who's gone to, to you know, really find his, his, his feet in Cleveland there. So, yeah, I'm not sure where they're going now. Maybe someone like Bridges, they potentially could have traded in that, that last trade deadline there and trying to got something back from him there. But... Yeah, I'm not sure. In answer to your question, I think he will be on the hot seat, though, Woods. Um, I think, you know, if they miss out on even that play in there, I think he, he potentially won't be back. All right. The All-Star game. All right. I know we've, we've harped on about this time and time again. Everyone in the media has been speaking about this All-Star game. What a disappointment it was, right? I know, I know you enjoy the other events. You'll enjoy the three-point shootout and whatnot. Love that, yeah. But what about the All-Star game? Is it dead? You know, what can they do to change it? Yeah, I wish I had the answer for it, Woods. Um, look, I was excited. They went back to the East versus West format. That schoolyard picking thing was just rubbish the last couple of years. Wasn't a fan of that. Um, I don't know what they can do. It just goes on to the players these days. Um, you know, they, they're the ones that have ruined this game. This used to mean something a lot back in the day. You'd get people taking pride in these matchups and some of the, the defense and, you know, just, you know, what was there? Three fouls called the whole game. Guys taking shots and beyond half court and just rubbish stuff, Woods. That's not what the fans deserve. Um, you know, people have mentioned the USA versus the international thing. Maybe that's something they could do. I think it's probably. A, bit of an advantage from the pool that the USA have got to pick from there. But maybe if they did that, there'd be some sort of, you know, country-type pride in there sort of thing. But I don't know. I mean, they can't keep on doing what they're doing here, right? Um, you know, they, they chop and change too much. The Elam ending, um, some of these things they've, they've they've had and then they've changed. They've gone back to a different format. But, yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Um, you know, you mentioned I love the three-point comp. I thought that was really exciting this year. I thought the stuff with Ionescu and, and Curry was cool as well. Um, dunk comp was trash. Um the the rising stars was okay and the, the the other whatever that other thing was and they end up shooting half court shots that was pretty terrible as well um so you're talking about maybe one and a half good um good things there out of about six so a bit of a failure of a, a weekend if you ask me and yeah did you even watch your stuff i boycotted i boycotted yeah. the whole weekend i didn't even watch yeah. the three-point shootout right well, i watched the that. i watched, I watched the replay of it but anyway why don't you tell the audience a little about what happened in the three-point shootout the highlight of the weekend yeah, yeah. and who won and it was yeah. the highlight of the weekend i mean it was really exciting we saw you know three go through to the final we saw a four ways high there and it was good a couple of my favorites were there in, in the big cat and trey so um and yeah it ended up being those two and dame um, that were in the final there so came down to the final shot um trey was was actually winning until Dane hit the very final shot, Moneyball, that gave him two points um, and got the win. Um, I'm not sure about the starry ball thing, Woods. Um, this is the thing where it's a three-point shot and they have them from two different locations. It's this green ball they use. Not quite sure whether they had to change the format of that. Um, Dane was pretty fortuitous in that. He hit all of his starry balls in that final. Trey missed both of his. That was almost an extra six points that Dane got there. But in the end, a deserving winner, back-to-back -back winner there for, for Dame Lillard. So we had back-to-back Winners in the three-point comp and the dunk comp. Um, I don't think we need to talk about the dunk comp. It was just, you know, a bunch of no-names with Jalen Brown, who just got, you know, overrated scores for every dunk he did because the, the judges actually knew who he was. Um, it was really bad. I think they should potentially make the dunk comp only open to players that are playing in that All-Star game. Some of these guys get some pride. I mean, credit to Jalen Brown. Look, his dunks weren't good, but at least he gave it a go, right? So that's I can actually say that about him. But, 
Yeah, pretty disappointing weekend. I had the All-Star game on in the background and actually planned on watching it in full that night with all my attention. I thought, oh, I'm just not going to bother doing this. You know, some of the stuff people were doing, it was, it was rubbish. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to ask you about Justin Tatum in a second, but he actually was asked at the Gazies by Pete Hooley, did you watch your son play in the All-Star game today? And he's like, honestly, I put it on for a little bit, but I just couldn't watch that anymore. I couldn't watch that crap. You know, I had to turn it off. That's not basketball. So... Even he didn't want to tune in to watch his own son play. So no, let's, it all, doesn't it? <laughs> let, let's stay on the topic of Justin Tatum and also Scotty Ninnis, right? Mm. Good friend of Brett Mars. We spoke to Brett Mars hey, last week. We got week. the scoop about that, didn't we, last week? About got Scott the scoop Ninnis. about it. Yep. Both those guys will deservedly been uh, signed to long-term deals. Um, mm. I think both franchises have moved in the right direction by locking these guys up, correct? Absolutely. Really well-deserved hires. I'm, I'm actually quite happy for both those guys. They certainly turned the teams around, got the, the players back on track after a pretty you know bad start to the season there for, from both teams. Um, look, firstly, with Tatum, I think he would have been a pretty hot commodity if, the, you know, if they didn't get the checkbook out. He might have been someone that maybe someone like your Kings, if they made changes, could have gone for. I'm not sure what other positions would be open there, but good to see him get locked up. Um, I think it's you know, giving a, a bit more eyes on Australia as well with someone with the, just having that name of Tatum, right, that's out here. Um, yeah, for sure. And Scott Ninnis, um, it's interesting that Gorgian pulled out of the, yep. the running there. I think he was obviously tapping on the shoulder and said, hey, you're not getting this gig there. So, um, and he's obviously, you know, got some history um, with Ninnis in the past there, some, on some teams um, with each other and stuff. So, yeah, I was pleased to see Ninnis get it. He did turn that team around. Um, I think they've probably got a lot of um, roster moves that they need to make there. We see him chop and change the imports a lot, like we spoke with Brett last week. Um, yeah, correct. Yeah. Perhaps they can bring, you know, Trey Kell back. He looked pretty good. Um, Humphreys needs to be a pretty important signing. And, you know, look to get some of these hometown guys back that have left the team. But, yeah, I thought they, they were both really deserved hirings there. I'm glad they did it so quickly as well. So stopping all the rumours and stuff like that, that, you know, they've got that, those jobs for next season. Yeah, and while, while we're talking about roster bills as well, even someone like Tatum does such a great job with those boys in Illawarra. Um, he'd be well advised to try and retain as much of that roster back again next year as possible, yeah, right? I think so, you yeah. can see a lot of that team coming back, and that, that, that would, wouldn't surprise me there that they bring almost everyone back there. So, yeah, I think that'll be a, a team to, to, you know, that's going to be hard to beat as well once they're yeah. more used to playing with him and have a, you know, pre season and all those sort of things as well. Yep, you're right. You know, that's going to make a hell of a difference. You know, he comes in training camp and has. You know, control. They both have control of their teams from day one. That's yeah. gonna. That's gonna be great. All right, man. I got a surprise for you today. I got. We got classic packs coming up, right? Nice. And I got the the packs you like the ninety one, ninety two Fleers with the Dominique Wilkins limited edition nice. subsets. Hey, did you saw that photo I sent that I, I um cleaning up the garage and I found a big box of cards and I found my folder of Dominique cards about oh, over three hundred, I think. And yeah, I've got that whole set of those Fleer Dominique ones in there. So oh, you sick, didn't reply yeah. on that Facebook chat. So check that out. But yeah, see, yep. I, I show some of my Dominique cards. Yeah, I like the set. This is a good one. All right, let's do it. And we're going to go to some card shops over there, right, in the US? 100%. Let's go and buy, like, a box each. We'll go back to the hotel room and, like, rip a box open now. Apparently, you can get the NBL cards quite cheap over there, which seems quite quite strange to really? me. So, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Apparently, guys are getting them sent back from the US and stuff like that, and they're getting them cheaper almost than what you can get them here. So, interesting. Okay. One of the great jerseys that you've wanted for ages, looking online for this jersey. Little man could dunk on everyone. Oh, uh, Batman. Robert nice. Pack. And I'm still looking for that jersey too. Yeah, I'd take it Washington, Denver, yeah. Portland, whoever you can get a Robert Pack. If anyone finds one, let me know. Yeah. But yeah, it's a nice card. Show me the back of those as well. I would say the, the headshot. Oh, two different photos on back. Yeah, they're a nice looking card, those for sure. All right. Shout out to Stewie from the Sport Blocks. He would love this. The most random white guy who played for New York. Okay. Number 23. 
six foot eight from Washington State. Come on, you know this guy. Um, he averaged like one point three points a game in eighty nine ninety. Nah. Come on, man. We pulled him in the original Skybox packs. Like him. Initials BQ. Uh, Just think of Stewie's favorite, most oh, random white guy. Um, Brian Quinette, is it? Brian Quinette. Wow. A nice action shot of Mr. Quinette, too. So, um, how many people listening to this would actually know about Brian Quinette, you reckon, Woods? Maybe, maybe just you? Maybe just you. <laughs> All right. 91 92 team leader. Okay. Uh, with the departure of Magic Johnson from the NBA, this guy stands alone as the NBA's active, alone as the NBA's active living legend. With the injection of youth and talent that the Celtics have brought in, it's testament to his immense talent that he Larry still Larry remains Larry. the team's top scoring threat. Yep, very bad. The hick, the hick from team leader. Yeah, nice, nice. Yep. Um, while we're talking about the Nobles tour, this guard was a big part of that first three-peat um, before moving to Charlotte, where he he uh, played with Glenn Rice and everyone, stuff, and went up against the Bulls. Loves, uh, BJ. Yeah? <laughs> BJ Armstrong. Yeah, that's another one of those random all stars, isn't it? Do we actually know what his name is, Woods? I've, I've looked it up before. All right, I'm looking it up now because I'm I'm interested there. I'm going to make sure I actually type in Armstrong quickly after typing in BJ there. But um, what we've got there, Benjamin Roy Armstrong Jr. Okay. We all have right. We got pace. Like we have, yeah. We got paces forward number forty four. I don't know much about this guy. Not Went to sure. no. Nah. He's black. Nineteen ninety one. Ken Williams. Wow. Mm. Is he getting blocked on that shot by the chief as well? Yeah, I don't remember much about him. Sacramento Kings head coach in ninety one. Do you remember who it was? Uh, Motto. Rex Hughes. Wow. I didn't know that. He doesn't look very happy about being on that card, does he? Yeah. yeah. Atlanta Hawks legend recently uh, came in as a coach um, to help a title contender in the NBA. Um, after working for NBA TV for a while, he's had a storied coaching and playing career. His son was in the NBA oh. as well. This is his Clippers card, Atlanta Hawk as if well. If you sick, you go and see the doc. Yeah. Nice oh, Glenn really? Rivers. Good old Glenn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, forget that time he finished up with the Clippers there. Okay, New Jersey Nets guard, who I've never heard of before, went to Connecticut. Hey, random pack so far. Wow. Number uh, 12, Tate, Tate oh, George. Tate George, yeah, I know. Yeah, you shouldn't give, you should give me a bit longer on that one. I might have got yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. My, my apologies, no, man. Good. My apologies. I didn't know what clues to give. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I love this guy. Guard forward from the Spurs, number 40. Um, oh, Willie Anderson. Could, yeah, could get the ball. Could get buckets, man. You yeah, know? he was solid, wasn't he, Willie? Yeah, nice. Hey, we haven't, had a, we haven't had a Willie in the league for a while, have we? It's one of those names that sort of seems to have died out a bit now. Shout out to all, all people named Willie. Oh, yeah, that's that's true, right? Yeah. You're right. Remember Willie Simmons back in the day for the Cannons and everything with his big goals? Yeah, yeah shout out to Willie Anderson. Willie Burton as well there was, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we talked about Willie Farley last week with Fred Ma, NBL. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Okay, Charles Box. Oh, I said his name. Sorry. Charles Barkley. 
Team leader. Oh, that was an easy clue, that one, yeah. Mate, shout That's out to a Philadelphia team leader for rebounds. So much shorter than what people thought as well. His athleticism that that guy had back in the day was amazing. Okay, so we've got the Blazers team leader now. Who was the, the leader of the Portland Trail Blazers in 91, 92? got to be Clyde the Glide, right? Clyde the Glide. The three of these team leaders in one pack and then a couple of absolute no-name players. An interesting pack so far. Sean Kemp dunked on this guy, man. You know, like one of the most nasty Alton dunks Lister. ever. Alton Lister, yeah. Pointed at him after the dunk, did it? Yeah. <laughs> You love this guy. You've actually showcased his jerseys on this show. Uh, he's most remembered for his times with, with the with the Rockets, in my opinion, on those championship teams. Uh, number two, this is his Golden State Warriors card. Um, went to American International. Oh, of course, Super Mario. Super Mario, Mario Ali. Wow, yeah, you don't remember him much with Golden State, do you? We certainly remember more as a, as a Rocket there. Yep. And then... The little guy, you know, the shortest guy in NBA history. Muggsy. Charlotte. Muggsy Bogues. Nice. nice. With a very similar similar jersey to the one yes, you've got. That yeah. was a random pack, wasn't it, that one there? So what do we have? We had we had Muggsy, we had three of those team leader ones, then we had some like Ken Williams and Brian Quinnett and some of these Tate George and some of these sort of ones. So yeah, it probably won't go down as one of the greatest packs we've ever had, but that's what it's all about, right? It's about remembering some of these names from the past and seeing if we can actually recall who the hell they are. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I like those 91, 92 players. Mm. They're nice. All right, Robbie, why don't you take us out with uh, the information as to where we can be found and followed and all of that, yeah? Absolutely. So, yeah, been fun doing another episode, Woods. Um, look, I hope you enjoy your next two nights. Um, hopefully the, you know, the no-ball thing's good and then maybe the Breakers win. But anyway, you might be disappointed in that game. Probably the Kings will end up winning again and make it a three-peat, which would be my, my worst nightmare. But look, I digress. Um, so if where people can subscribe to us, look, you know by now, please make sure you're, you're liking us on um, YouTube, subscribing wherever you listen to your audio podcast. Um, can be followed on X at Throwbacks Hoops, Instagram, throwback.hoops, and our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, of course, Patreon, if you want to make any small um, pledges there, couple of dollars a month would really help with the you know the costs associated with producing and maintaining this podcast um i should say woods um my camera dropped out which is maybe why the quality's uh, just running through the normal webcam camera there but shout out to your internet this week it's been better than the last few weeks there no freezes i think last year you are last week you asked brett mars and can you froze for about 15 seconds so because actually wasn't sure what was going i thought maybe you'd, you'd um you know taken a photo of yourself and posted on there or something but no, it was good to see that hold up and um yeah another fun episode yeah, thanks, Robbie. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big week, so really excited. Um, got a special guest coming on next week, so um, I'm sure you guys will be excited to see who who's joining Throwback Hoops. Hey, uh, Woods, a really, really special guest as well. Another legend of NBL. Going back a little bit further, going back to you know those 80s and early 90s, but yeah, I don't think people are going to be disappointed when they see who we've got next week. Can't wait to do that. Yep. Thanks, Robbie. And from Robbie, myself, and the team at Throwback Hoops, until next week, it's peace out. <laughs>